Hello, and welcome to the Experience Utah podcast. My name's Ty Erickson, and I'll be your host. We will be talking about everything to do with Utah, especially how to experience Utah the way it was intended. Let's get started. This is episode two of the Experience Utah podcast. Today we are going to have Brant McDermott on from Razor Edge Tours. Brant helps us uh, with all of our tours down in Alton, and Alton's where it all started for us uh, for Experience Utah. If you listen to the first podcast, uh, Brant covers everything A to Z, and we'll jump into that in the episode. So let's go ahead and get him on and get started. I would like to welcome Brant McDermott uh, onto our second episode. Welcome, Brant. Thank you, everybody. It's good to be here. And uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Brant is the owner, founder, guide, whatever you want to call it, of Razor Razor Edge Tours. Um, Brant's kind of an A to Z, especially our A to Z guy down in Alton, Um, not just down in Alton, but I probably say southern utah is that safe to say brent absolutely it's been fun to get started here in alton and to be able to provide those activities that i feel that people that visit the area are looking for yeah so what i want to do is just start from maybe the basics because obviously we're speaking to to our audience and then as more people get on um it'll probably speak to more of the consumer side um but just the basics of, so my whole thing is if somebody came to me and they're like, man, we want to come visit Utah. Um, I would honestly, at this point, I'd be like, you need to go down and stay at Alton. (laughs) Most Utahns don't know where it's at, but now, now that I know where it's at and obviously um, we have a home there and, and everything, honestly, it would be, if somebody wanted to go down to Southern Utah, I can't think of a better place. I mean, there is other places to go down there and people, you know, the, the mainstay places, but if you really want to go down to Southern Utah and experience it between Bryce and Zion and, and even the, you know, just the, the parks in general, Alton is like the perfect place. And it's this hidden, you know, Pleasantville, uh, kind of this perfect place to go stay. Oh, absolutely. It's I mean, situated directly between the two of the best national parks in Bryce Canyon and Zion National Park. It's it's kind of just by itself and its unique ability to be right between the parks, mm-hmm. but still have a quiet atmosphere that many people look for. Yeah, well, and that, that's really the magic. And it, it's funny because the people that I talk to now, I always tell them, I'm like, look, yeah, you ha- you don't have an option but to go visit Bryce or Zion. <laughs> but at the same time, there's so much to do just in Alton. Like, oh, I'm yeah. kind of biased where I'm kind of going, hey, yeah, do Bryce and Zion, do your thing. But I would definitely get with Brant and talk to him about the stuff that's just available in the immediate area of Alton. Um, because those are some of the really unique experiences uh, that you can go out and experience and still have that Southern Utah Red Rock vibe, um, but maybe do something different than what everybody else does and also stay out of the crowds. I mean, the, the national parks nowadays, I mean, they're busy. They, they stay busy. Oh, yeah. 
Well, absolutely. They, they're crowded. And it's something that, that everybody wants to come and see. But, but then at the same time, you want to have those quiet experiences as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, especially with, with uh, the pink cliffs up above Alton, it's a, a quiet area with great view. Right. But it does provide, like you said, those, those activities such as rappelling and, and hiking and, and you know, the, the awesome overlooks that are in this area. So just one of those areas where you can get away and have those quiet experiences just to take a break from the parks. And for those people that are maybe listening to this, whether it be now or a year from now, and they're going, yeah, I kind of get what you're talking about, but I don't really, um, you know, visit our website. It's experienceutah.net, or you can go to Brant's website, which is, uh, what's your website again, Brant? Um, it's www.razorsedgetours.com. Yeah. So, and that'll give you a kind of a focused look of, of what we're talking about. Obviously, you can go look up Zion. Bryce. And then the other thing is, is Lake Powell's only, you know, hour and a half away. And oh, yeah. in, in Utah, that's nothing. I mean, <laughs> Utah's so <laughs> spread out that it's like, you know, you talk to us an hour and a half, you know, I'm sure if you're up in the, in the East, East coast, you know, New York area, you know, you're driving through five States by then, but here uh, an hour and a half is nothing. Oh um, yeah. I drive, I drive I drive an hour to do grocery shopping. That's how it is. <laughs> small, small town life, right? That, that's right. So I'm going to dial back a little bit um, uh, as far as, you know, kind of speaking to the people that come to, to visit us, um, our family, friends, clients, stuff like that, that go to stay at our house. So what I wanted to do is for those that are already coming or that, you know, already have a plan, dates on the schedule, I want to kind of go through a step-by-step of what they should be prepared for, what it looks like, what they should be um, getting ready for. So the first thing I want to talk about is um, where is Alton? Um, And Brent, I'll let you dive a little bit further into this, but I'll just start by saying, obviously, we've talked about it's in Southern Utah. It's actually on the, the east side of, of I-15. Um, and mm-hmm. obviously with technology nowadays, you know, you can find it on Google Maps. But um, what would be your description if someone said, hey, wh- where the heck is Alton? Even Utahns, because Utahns <laughs> don't know where it's at either. The landmark issue is tough because you could say it's right in between the Bryce Canyon and Zion National Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the best way to, to locate it um, is to... Um, Notice that it is just south of Highway 14 Junction, coming mm. from Cedar City. So to to locate the turnoff, but it is it is really positioned almost directly between the the two national parks, and uh, the most beautiful thing about it is that there are no landmarks. Uh, but like like you said, with with modern technology, being able to find it on Google Maps has made it a lot more easier. Years yeah. of, ten years ago, it was almost impossible to find for the the average visitor. <laughs> And maybe maybe Alton kept it that way. I, I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to stay off the map to keep because that is the problem. The minute people start finding out about Alton, and maybe we'll be the bad guys. Just kidding. But <laughs> uh, you know, I, Alton is magical that way. Like you said, the the quiet um, the quiet setup. It's it's actually. Would you consider that it's in a canyon? Because it's it's uh, it's elevated. It is. I would definitely describe it as being in a canyon. It's in a it's in a very a very wide valley, mm-hmm. um, but the the, the uh, Bryce Canyon Pink Cliffs on the east side of it definitely make it feel like you're in a canyon. Yeah. So, 
now that we kind of have described a little bit of <laughs> where Alpin's at, most people, I will say this, if you're in Utah, I just tell people, if you've gone to Lake Powell, which you know a lot of Utahns <laughs> have, you've passed it. And then usually if you kind of describe it, you know, after you go past Panguitch and before Kanab, they kind of go, oh, yeah, I think I've seen it. And then they know uh, McDonald's Pond or Reservoir right there on the corner. Oh, yeah, that's a great landmark. Yeah, most people know. I just tell them, look, if you've gone to Lake Powell, meaning Wallweep, you know, Page area, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, then you've passed Alton. You know, it's, it's past Panguitch before uh, Kanab. So. Um, and then it's, it's obviously off the road. It's not like right there off of the, the freeway, but, um, you have to well, drive luckily, back in, but, and luckily there's a sign there that said, that says out in five miles. So that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big deal. Um, haven't had that effect. I think for the last two years, we've had a sign actually showing where the sign is. There've been, there've been many locals that oh. forget it. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and there's actually, I've actually GPSed it and it's actually taken me off on that dirt road, like, or it'll direct me to go on that dirt road that cuts right over into town. Oh, that's right. That's the old road. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Was, that, that thing's only been, the, the new road has only been paved, I, I think for five, maybe six years. Oh, I didn't so know that. It's a dirt road going into Alton for many years. Wow. I didn't know that. So the next thing would be if you are going to Alton, and this is a big one because most people, you know, will ask, they'll be like, okay, what, you know, what do we need? What do we need to be prepared for? And the first thing I'll talk to them about is, is food. Because most people that are coming to visit, they think vacation, eating out, um, you know, going and doing your thing and having complete freedom, which you've definitely got the freedom, but it's not, it's a small enough town to where you're going to have to drive a decent distance more than what people are probably used to to go eat out. And then even when you do go eat out, it's not your chilies and, you know, Chipotle and <laughs> normal, <laughs> your normal places that you go eat. It's, it's small town, you know, convenience, probably more narrow hours. Um, so I just tell people, I'm like, look, kind of, if you want to go out to eat, do it at your own discretion. Um, but I always tell them, pack your food in. Um, and, and you Absolutely. could, you could probably correct me here, Brant, but I, you know, if they're coming from Salt Lake or St. George or Vegas, even um, I tell them to hit Costco. If they're a Costco family, um, if they're coming from Salt Lake, we have coolers. So we'll have, you know, take the cooler down with you, pack up. And then that way you have your selection. Cause even if you try to hit stores closer to Alton, we've been so spoiled with the way things are today that it's, that it's like people have their brands and their allergens and their, when you get into a small town, you're not going to have a massive Walmart sitting there with every option that you want or a Costco that everybody's accustomed to. So what would you recommend from that standpoint? I mean, that that's what I recommend to people. I'm like, look, there's smaller grocery stores and I don't want to offend anybody, but I, I kind of relate it to like the way grocery stores were like in the eighties or early nineties, which I don't get me wrong. I love, uh, yeah. I, I love those better than the Walmarts, you know, but no, I absolutely agree. Stopping in, if you're coming from the north, um, stopping in Beaver or Cedar City, um, any of those areas that have a bigger grocery store, um, such as a Walmart, if coming from the south, going to Costco would be a, a great option. Mm -hmm. um, but the way I've always looked at it is, is at least for, for this kind of area, is what's great about it is that you do have that, that quiet and that opportunity to, to just pull out the grill. Yeah. And cook 
their own food and have that experience. And, and if, if those guests, they do, they do want to go and have the restaurant experience, they have to drive, you know, they can, they can have that in between their, their national park visits and so forth. That's um, true too, as you're going back and forth, but, and I, I, I'm guessing you'd agree with me on this, but it's like, if you're going to go do the Alton thing or even the Southern Utah thing, like part of it is, especially in our day and age, one of the novelties of it is, you know, the cell service is a little bit worse, especially if you're on Verizon, AT&T, I know works for me. All right. But it's like, it's one of those opportunities where go and disconnect. And that's why I would go to Alton, like go disconnect. Don't, it's just that type of a trip where you can go do that and not be caught up in all the, the mainframe stuff. I mean, that's, everybody talks about St. George and I love you St. Georgians or whatever you call them if they listen to this, but it's like, it's St. George is like a big city now. I mean, it's, it's like Salt Lake. It is getting huge and, and it's growing every day. And, and I think a lot of people, the people that I've talked to, um, they, they do want to visit St. George, but they do get tired of the crowds. That's, that's what most people are trying to avoid when they come out here. Yeah. So to be able to, to come to Alton is that great opportunity. And that's one of the reasons why I've started to provide a little bit of catering and doing Dutch oven dinners and a little bit of the cowboy experience, because that's really where you're at in this yeah. area. It's, it's all ranch land. And, um, but that is another option is, is to have that, that Dutch oven dinner and, and uh, to have a little bit of a, an opportunity to kind of see what the, what the locals do, see how the cowboy <laughs> Yeah, no, and that's what's so cool about it. I mean, I remember the first time we went down experiencing, you know, the cowboy dinners, and it, it, that's the same thing is do something different. You know, it doesn't matter where you're from. I'm a city slicker myself. I mean, a small city slicker from Salt Lake, but it's like, that's what's so great about it is it's like, go down and just experience something different. Get back to basics. It's like the people down there are the salt of the earth, and you kind of get a different perception of like, we get so caught up in all the the electronic BS and the mainframe and the TV and all that stuff. It's like it kind of gives you a, an opportunity to get back to like the basics of life a little bit, you know, or give you a little bit of a taste of that of how far we've gotten disconnected from, you know, where we came from, I would say. But I was just ending on the aspect of uh, the food. Is there anything that you'd add on that? I guess one thing that I would ask you, just being a resident there, um, if someone gets there and they're, and I get this actually decent amount, if someone gets there and they call and they go, we're here, now what do we do for food? <laughs> what would you recommend <laughs> in that scenario? Well, I would recommend going to the local grocery store, just a mom and pops type of store. Um, down in, in Orderville. So it's about, okay. it's, it's only about 20, 25 minutes south of here. Right. There, you don't have a lot of choices and the, and the prices are quite a bit higher. Um, but if price isn't necessarily an issue and you just need to, to get some food or to, to fill in in areas where you forgot to, to add to your list, then that's the best option. And it's really not very far away. So, so do they have like a decent uh, selection of meat? Like if somebody's barbecuing and stuff, I mean, do they have all that? They actually do. They have uh, their steaks are really good. All their their steaks and their chicken are local. Oh wow, that's awesome. Oh yeah, that's one good thing about it. So that some of their steaks are are the best I've ever had. So for the price, which is like I said, a little bit more than than what you'll find in the less rural areas, 
um, they're actually very good. So I would say for, for most of what you would be, the guests would be looking for. I think that that grocery stores, which store, which is Terry's food and drug yep. um, is, is a great option. Well, and that, I mean, that's the good thing about, you know, and I always tell people, you know, experience Utah like a local, cause it'd be easy to go experience it based on, you know, travel guide or something like that. But that would be reason enough for me, even if they do go to Costco and they pack up, it may be better that they do that and then go down and get like a local source of meat. Um, that oh, yeah. tells that's what I'm going to do next time. I mean, I, I figured they'd have meat there, but I didn't know they were bringing in local meat. That's awesome. They started to last year. And the other nice thing is that the owner, um, Terry, he's very flexible and, and uh, acknowledges what the, the customer values. So if, you know, if, if someone were to talk to him and say, hey, you ought to provide this. Or if I talk to him and say, could you add more of this to your meat line? Then he will definitely consider it. And most of the time he'll do it. So. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Up here in Salt Lake, like that used to be the way that it was is you'd, have, you know, you'd, the owner of the store would be walking around, you'd know them, you could tell, <laughs> you know, they gave a dang about what you thought. Now it's oh, like, yeah. you don't even exist, you know? As a, the owner is, is, uh, in, you know, somewhere else. It's not, maybe not even in the state. <laughs> oh no. Well, it's, and that's, again, that goes back to the same thing. That's what makes Alton so cool is it kind of gets back to, just the basics. Oh yeah. It's crazy to think of. And now, I mean, once you go down there too, people find out real quick why people live in a small town, you know, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and uh, the other thing is that along with the grocery store, there's a camping section and hardware. So for some of those other things that you might need and, and be curious about, it's a great place for that too. Great. Yeah. Stop. And I've, great I've used, yeah, I've used that a lot. I mean, just fishing equipment, uh, basics, you know, whatever you need, they actually do have a great hardware store in there. Oh yeah. It's great. It's better than Kanab. Um, in some ways better than a lot of the areas in Cedar city. Yeah. So for a small town, I, I would say it's very impressive. So hopefully that adds value for people on the food side. Um, I'm actually going to be referring a lot of people that come down and visit to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> to be a lot easier for them to kind of get an understanding. But um, so let's move on to, to clothing. And I, I get uh, I get a lot of questions about this because most people think, oh, Southern Utah, every picture you see is, you know, sun, desert. desert. Utah is a desert. It's, you know, we're going to fry down there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, you know, and there is those times during the summer, but Utah gets all four seasons. I mean, even down south, um, they do get the different seasons, but Alton, um, like we said, is, is in an elevation. So it's really not any different than what you get in Salt Lake for the most part. I mean, it gets a ton of snow. You've got all four seasons. Um, so it really depends on the time of year. And I always tell people too, when you're outdoors doing activities, especially side by sides or riding a horse or whatever it is, and you're moving at an accelerated pace, it doesn't really matter uh, what the weather is. I mean, it's going to be a little, it's going to feel colder than what it is, especially in the spring and the fall. Um, and I always just come well prepared. I mean, even exactly, you just come prepared in Utah. We're used to the whole layering thing anyways, where you, you know, you layer and then you kind of <laughs> determine based on the day or the time of day, you know, how many layers you're wearing, but um what what would you add there as far as clothing goes if someone's coming to visit so i i say definitely be prepared because like you said it it is it is a desert 
um, but we're at fairly high elevation. So the nights are cool. Mm -hmm. What a lot of people don't understand is you could, you could have a hundred degrees in the daytime, but the nighttime temperature in this area can get pretty cool. So for those nighttime activities, you know, um, you know, just out hanging out in the yard, barbecue, um, oh, man, that's what I love. I love how it cools down at night. Exactly. And the kids, you know, the kids running around, they might not notice too much, but <laughs> if right. you hit families, that kind of thing. Um, but it's important to recognize that the, being a high elevation, you do have those temperature drops and you want to be comfortable. Um, so preparation is key. Just make sure to have those layers, light jacket. Um, this time of year, June through September, even early October, um, normally just a light jacket is sufficient. Um, well, and on the flip side, depending on what activities you're doing too, I mean, you want those layers or even a long sleeve, the pants, regardless, because you've got, you're going to get dirty, which is a good thing, you know, on side by sides and stuff, you're going to get extremely dirty. Um, the other thing is, is when you're out and you're fishing and you're doing stuff, I, I still wear, you know, light layers, but you've still got bugs and everything else you know, and like you said, it cools down, um, in the mornings and in the nights, I'm usually wearing, you know, something thinner, but long sleeves and, and pants. And then during the day I may switch out to shorts or just, it depends on, on what you're doing. So you kind of have to bring a little bit of everything regardless of the time of year. Exactly. And then, and then in regards to clothing, um, I was just thinking of shoes, um, mm -hmm. bring just your flip flops. You might, that might not be sufficient. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that, that's another good point. I always tell people too, you want to bring um, some clothing that you're not worried about as well, because than anybody else, but in my experience, the red sand will stain. I mean, I still have oh, a yeah. lot of clothing where it'll stay. So, you know, people show up and they're in their new Nike stuff and whatever else, and it's going to get damaged. So you, and not saying not for sure, but I would prepare for it to be, or just prepare to have a good time and not worry about your clothes. I mean, that's, exactly. that's the biggest thing. Well, I've, I've had many guests that I've taken on tours that if they wear anything white, like you said, you know, golf shirt, Nike, mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, I've, you know, white, white jeans. Um, it'll dye the dye it pink or red. Yep. So, and then, but a lot of people, they'll, they'll bring those back and they go, Hey, those, those were, that was my vacation clothing yep. right there. And it, it kind of has a little bit of a value there, but that's not the same for everybody. So it is something to think about. And, yeah. Um, and I, my socks, I have a, <laughs> I, I, I have, <laughs> you too. Socks. I have, I have a section of Alton socks that I bring down, you know, that are orange, pink, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be. So, yeah, I mean, that should cover clothing. I, you know, it's, it, again, it's a Utah thing too. It's like, you're better warm than cold. Um, so just be prepared and, you know, bring a duffel bag, bring whatever, pack it with your stuff, um, prepare to get dirty, uh, prepare to dress so you don't have to worry about it. You know, you don't want to be mm -hmm. tiptoeing. You'll have a better time if you don't have to worry about your clothing. Well, especially with a limited stay, because if you, if you only have a certain number of days in which to have those activities, you want to be able to relax and experience yeah. those. Yeah. Um, so if you're worried about clothing or you're worried about getting groceries, it's better to have a, that as part of your itinerary and have it well planned out. Good point. And, you know, if you want like decent clothes or you're coming up to Salt Lake to visit us or 
whatever it may be, that's fine. But I would just plan on once you get down to Alton, you don't need any nice clothes. I mean, be comfortable. Exactly. You know, you're not going to, nobody in Alton's going to judge. <laughs> no, no, no matter what happens, uh, it's pretty easy to overdress him and out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so that covers clothing. Uh, moving on to weather. And I know we talked about that a little bit. Um, we don't usually, and we're trying to refrain from, uh, keeping our, our house open to visitors during the, the winter until we can kind of develop a little bit more. Cause it, it does snow. It's not, you know, this last year it was snow until what May. Oh yeah. Uh, we had, so March or April through May, we had more snow than all of last winter. Yeah, no. And that's, and that's the way it's no joke. It's crazy. Yep. And that was statewide. So you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, let's, you know, we want to go to Southern Utah thinking that it's down South. Well, even you got to remember too, that like Zion and Bryce, they're, they're canyons. Like they're not, you know, down South Las Vegas. They're, they're elevated in canyons. And so it snows there and it gets cold there. And, you know, it's kind of the typical Utah weather um, in that area that we're talking about. And that's, Again, going back to that, that's where I recommend people go. Not that the cities down south aren't great, but you know, if you're going to go down to southern Utah, you're going to you need to go see Bryce and Zion and kind of experience all that, anyways. So, um, exactly. Yeah, you've got the winter, you've got spring, which is a little bit cooler, and I would definitely say in the spring, uh, you know, dress warmer because as you're doing activities, it is going to be you know cooler in the mornings and. You know, maybe in the base of the day, if you get that perfect day, it, it may not be. But it, it's almost like Utah's thing. Just be prepared. I mean, just be prepared to go from cold to hot. You bet. And I, I tell people, I say, be prepared, uh, but don't get discouraged. Because mm-hmm. it, the weather can change so quickly at this elevation. You could have a flurry of yep. snow and, and you feel like you're, you're huddled into your cabin and you, and you don't want to go outside. But then the next day, it could be bright sunshine and 75 degrees. Correct. Um, especially with some of the activities further south. Um, you travel a half hour south and, and you can have a, um, a, a light rain or sunshine. So I just tell people, don't get discouraged. You know, it, it changes in a hurry and, and the weather can move out. So that in early spring and late fall, um, that's normally the way it works. You just have to be prepared and, and remember that the activities are in a wide range of areas. So you have those options. Yeah. And Utah, I mean, you can look up the memes on Utah, you know, you'll experience four, <laughs> four seasons in one day. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not going to be disgruntled if, you know, if you call us up to, or talk to us and go, man, the weather is just, you know, my response is welcome to Utah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and that's what, that's, what's great about Utah too, is we do get to experience the four seasons. I, I don't know personally if I could just stay in hot you know, 12 months a year, it's kind of good to have those different breaks in the different seasons. And, and Al- Alton and the surrounding areas are beautiful in the spring and fall. I mean, they're oh, unbelievable. Yeah. So it's amazing. And right now it's so green with all the rain and the snow that we had earlier in the, in the year. It's just amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that covers weather. Um, as far as, and this is where we'll probably have the most meat in, in this podcast, but um, as far as what there is to do, and I just kind of made a basic list here. It doesn't even scratch the surface. I, I'm not even aware of all the things to do. It, it'd probably be impossible to um, to know everything. But, uh, you know, obviously you've got the, to me, when I go down there, I'm kind of the Zion, Bryce, Lake Powell. I don't always do those things because, you know, I'm a local. But 
Um, those would be if someone's coming from out of town, I, I if they can make time for it, those are just three things that'll blow your mind um, and it'll give you an experience like you've never had before. Um, what would you recommend? I mean, if, if they did say, okay, yeah, we got to see Zion, we got to see Bryce and, and maybe Lake Powell. My question's always been time-wise. I mean, would you wipe out a whole day for those? For for Lake Powell, I would definitely wipe out a whole day, but yeah. that's just because I love the water. The water yeah. is never boring, no matter yeah. where you go. Yeah. You, <laughs> you have to I make mean, so many country songs about it. You just have to live. Your life. <laughs> um, but whether you're whether you're doing fishing or wakeboarding, kayaking, um, for water activities, Lake Powell has it all. Um, but like you said, is the national parks. Um, if you come out and don't see the national parks, um, it can be it could be very regrettable. You, it's they're beautiful. They've, crowds this time of year we have that uh, but it's still something you just have to see they're amazing and you know most people think oh man we got to go you know they're thinking off-roading hiking you don't mm -hmm. have to do those things like i i tell people i would recommend it because it's just a, a great experience but you can drive through zion and it's still unbelievable it takes a good hour yeah. just to drive through zion and it's unbelievable um so you can do that if you're not, I, I'm personally, I'm not, I'm kind of a wuss. I'm not a hiker, um, but <laughs> you know, there, and there's simple hikes too. So it's not like oh, you yeah. have to go hike some 20 mile hike and kill yourself. There's basic stuff for families, young kids, toddlers. I mean, everything there's. Well, and for, for both inside and outside the park, there are so many different hikes that you can go on that, that like you said, are, are not that strenuous, not that mm -hmm. far. And, uh, and some of those are just as beautiful or even more beautiful than those more famous hikes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you don't, you don't have to be that marathoner to, to enjoy the stay. That's, that's for certain. And areas such as Peekaboo Slot Canyon, others, very accessible, yeah. very, very amazing, beautiful areas. And I, I mean, as far as like Bryce is concerned, we just do the Navajo loop, which that's what a mile in a mile out type thing. Yeah, exactly. Very basic. So to give a better idea, Zion's probably, would you say it's third, would you say it's as long as 45 minutes from the, from Alton? I would say 45 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Um, you get hit into traffic when you hit the park and have to go uh, through it, but directly from Alton, it's about 45 minutes. Gotcha. And then Bryce is probably about the same once you get into actual Bryce. I mean, you drive through, it is. is it the red cliffs that's right before Bryce? It, it, yep, the Red Cliffs okay. right before Bryce. And as a matter of fact, um, we, you have to go around a little bit to get to Bryce. But uh, right. on, on horseback, Bryce Canyon isn't that far from Alton. Kind of a, a fun fact. There, there are many people that come through Alton hoping to find a shortcut. But uh, sorry, it's cattle country. No way. <laughs> <laughs> well, correct horseback me if I'm wrong, but like from the view from our deck, is that's the back of Bryce, right? It, it is, correct. The, yeah. the, the lower pink cliffs are the, the very beginning of Bryce Canyon. Yeah, so it's, one, it's one most amazing oh, untouched area just just amazing that uh that there's this this little town just settled at the bottom of bryce that very yeah. few people know about well and you you definitely see that you're right next to bryce right as you pull in you know in the town you can see those big cliffs before you even you know get into to downtown alton so oh yeah you're amazing really that's, cool. the, that's the it's the first thing that people say when they come to town is, is they go, is that Bryce Canyon? Right yeah. there? I go, well, that's, that's basically the kind of view you can expect when you go up to Bryce. Right. Right. 
Yeah. So, and we'll, we'll do, I mean, there's so much to do with that stuff. We'll do another episode probably on each, each, uh, Canyon and, and park and, and whatnot. And especially Lake Powell is kind of its own world, but, um, we just wanted to touch a little bit on each of those. Um, what I would like to, um, kind of inquire to you, Brent is on fishing. So if you had kind of from beginner to expert, someone says, I want to go fishing, what, what should they expect? What would you recommend? Well, I would recommend for, for family fishing, definitely right here locally. Um, there's some great private waters just here near Alton. Great for families, easy to catch fish. Kids, kids don't want to normally go out there and fish for four hours. And right. And even if it's trophy fishing, they don't necessarily want to do that. They just want to catch a fish. Yep. And, and that's mostly what, what I try to provide for them. Um, but then there are those more adventuresome folks that, that want to go fly fish and float tube and, and catch some trophy brook trout, that kind of thing. And what a lot of people don't realize about Southern Utah is down here, we have all of that. Um, it's mostly known for the national park. So uh, many people come through and they don't realize that there's fantastic fishing in this area. Just amazing. Yeah. And I would recommend to people, whether it's on our social media, your social media websites, whatever, go look at some of the pictures. Cause it, it is, it's just movie esque. I mean, it's, Oh yeah. It's just amazing. So, um, and, and Brent, is our go-to guy on fishing. So if someone comes to us and says, Hey, look, you know, whether they're the most expert fly fishermen to the basic family, um, Brant takes care of all that for us. So, um, if you have any further questions on fishing, I would just reach out to him, um, or reach out to us and we'll put you in touch with him. Um, what about hiking? I mean, obviously we've got the parks we've got, we've already touched on that enough, but is there anything else that you would recommend just touching on hiking? If you, if you have somebody that's an avid hiker and they're like, look, we just love to hike. We're going to come down. Is there anything additional you would touch on as far oh, as hiking absolutely. goes? So near Alton, there are a few different areas that have some, some great hiking. We're going towards the East. Um, you have the grand staircase national monument mm-hmm. and there are some amazing hikes there. Now, granted, they are not very, um, they're not very crowded. They're not very well known, uh, but they are <clears throat> just great places to, to venture out and go on a long hike there's some caves to see here locally um one of the funnest areas is to actually hike up to the pink cliffs above alton and oh. overlook the town it's a great sunset area amazing yeah and so for most people that are listening to this and they're going man i we're just maybe not that adventurous well that's that's why we refer to to brant and brant can help you facilitate all that stuff correct me if i'm wrong brant but um, no, no. <laughs> if, if someone wants, uh, and that would be like my family. I, I'm not that adventurous. I don't want to just go start hiking up a hill, but that's why Brant is there. And that's what's so amazing about what we do and Alton and just the experience in general is you have people there that will help you experience all that stuff. It's not just you're on your own and go figure it out. Absolutely. And, and my experiences, the, the, the tours and whatnot that I take people out on. Most of those are modeled um, to be able to fit um, many different perspectives and, and different needs. So for instance, there are many people that would love just to go on an all day excursion on a side by side, just ride the trails, see the sites, you know, just make an all day adventure out of it. And others that would just like to go out for a couple hours, go on a short hike and relax yeah. and then go back home and, and they go, you know, especially in a short visit, they might want to go on a shorter hike in order to condense everything and, and be able to see more. 
So just flexibility is, is what I try to do because everybody's different. Everybody, everybody desires something different. Totally. Well, and for the sake of time, I won't dig too deep into some of this other stuff. Maybe we'll, we'll probably do like an Alton part two, and maybe we'll dig in a little bit deeper for people that want to repeat visit or, uh, you know, second, third time around, whatever it may be. But um, what I do want to spend just a little bit of time on is uh, the off-roading aspect, because I know that's something that that uh, you do in particular. Um, and that's actually one of my favorite things is there's so many cool places just to go jump in a side-by-side. A lot of people ask me what a side-by-side is. Well, it's it's a quad, they call it. Uh, is there any other names? I mean, obviously, Razor, well, the Polaris Razor is kind of a staple name, but it is and it's often called an atv so all-terrain vehicle but yeah but most of the time atv is associated with a single person vehicle that's where the term side by side um expresses that it, it has more seating than just your typical atv um so then and then there's utv um but utv was when these when these side by sides first started most of them were utility vehicles Mm. Uh, but then they started to get into more of the sport aspect of it, make them sportier yep. and sportier. So that's where the term side by side came in. Gotcha. So Brent does, and I just call them side, but I don't, maybe I've just gotten in the habit of saying, I don't, I used to say razors, but that's <laughs> then people don't understand it either. Cause that's just Polaris. So that's just their in the, brand. In this case, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um, but what would you say, you know, in a, in a quick bit, what would you say about off-roading, what to expect, um, maybe some of the options, uh, so that they can just start to explore that. I, I would recommend that for anybody. If you're going to go to Southern Utah, um, I would definitely, you know, I'm biased, but, uh, hit up Brant on the side-by-sides, but especially Alton, there's some really cool things that you can do and you don't have to go drive and tow and do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think um, the fact that this is such an open area is what a lot of people miss. Is there are many areas in the country where you can't just hop in a side by side and go and just run out in the trails. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but so much public land in this area, especially surrounding Alton, um, being able to, to rent a side by side and kind of just relax and do driving on your own terms, um, or to be um, guided and have a guide take you to if you don't want to do the driving yourself have a guide take you to some land famous landmark or to go on a hike um another option is is to ride your own side by side and follow a guide on the trail Mm -hmm. um so you you have the this this wonderful freedom of having open country but a lot of people get out here and they um they don't understand where to go and and exactly what to do so being able to have those options um is what i love to provide to be able to to go and do things on your own or to have that guided experience. Um, GPS units I have in, in a couple of the machines. So that helps a lot. Um, that's, and that's what I would recommend. Get a guide and go experience it. You're not going to be oh, able yeah. to, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. You've got those people that are adventurous and that's great. Um, that may be able to go figure some stuff out, but there's some amazing stuff. Like I love just riding up to strawberry point. There's oh, yeah. no way. I mean, I've got family and stuff that have been up there plenty of times with me and there's no way that I would just let them go up on their own still. So no. I, yeah, <laughs> well, I would just you, recommend if, you get a guide and that, that would be Brent. I would reach out to him and say, Brent, what are the best rides? And, and then go do it. 
Exactly. Well, and if if you spend half of your vacation lost, it, it doesn't end up being very fun. So know, knowing where to go and, and uh, what part of the trail to follow and, and the dangers of the, you know, the area, um, areas not to go, that kind of thing is very important. The other so thing just like, is just too, like any area. Yeah. And I've experienced this. You, the machines are not bulletproof. The tires, oh, no. you know, deflate. There's rocks. There's the last thing you'd ever want to do is go rent some equipment and be stuck up on some hillside for one that you don't know where you're at. And two, that you're not that familiar, you know, and that's what's so unique about Brent too, is Brent has the ability to maintain the machines and do all that stuff. To me, that's one of the biggest things I, I have oh, yeah. been stuck up on the side of the hill with my family and I've had two machines go down um, flat tires and a, and a dead battery. And uh, oh, you know, man. when you're, 30 45 minutes up a hill and it's you know uh, 95 degrees outside and the bugs are going crazy it's like that's you know hell on earth it's it's not fun and that's why i would just say just get a guy <laughs> call brand don't, don't try to do it on your own at least if i know you and you're talking to me please don't venture off on your own <laughs> i agree and, and there have been it's been fun but there have been many times where i've done repairs out on the trail and uh it's it's been amazing to, to it's important to know what to have with you and what repairs are are the most common tire changes and battery issues that kind of thing and there have been many yeah. times where we we would have been stuck um but i was able to make repairs on the trail so it was actually a, a, made it a fun experience um, right. knowing that you, that you can do that. And there wasn't a rescue situation, yeah. you know, somebody having yeah. to come out and tow us back. Yeah. And see, if you're not doing that on a regular basis, like you're just not prepared for elements. What, and I won't go on and on, but I, I would definitely say if you know me and you're coming to our house, or you're doing anything, <laughs> please don't go off on your own contact branch is not an option. Um, well, and even if it's just advice, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm a neighbor. I'm right down the street. So I'm yep. happy to offer the advice and say, yep. you know, this is what the area is like this time of year and weather report. I will give the weather reports. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right. So I think that kind of covers side by sides, at least for now. Um, so I'm just going to touch on a few other things. Duck Creek is, is a really cool place. It's a small town that's close by. Obviously, there's horseback riding. There's pink coral sand dunes which I would say um, definitely talk to me or Brant before you go do that. There's, there's a lot of different uh, aspects there, things to consider. Um, but it is something that, that can be fun. It's just got to be done right. And then I've got down, uh, and I don't know if you want to go deep into this, Brant, but I think it kind of goes with the side-by-sides and the, the hiking, but the stargazing tours that you do. And if somebody wants to go do photography, which I can't think of a better place to you know, if you're a photographer or just uh, amateur or what you want to go get some cool pictures, but is there anything that you want to add there? Oh yeah. For, for photography, um, with the stars, wildlife, um, sunset, sunrise. Um, I definitely put myself in a position where I'm capable of, of taking guests out for a sunrise or a sunset and stargazing yeah. as well. And when you get in the high desert, there's not much light pollution, no air pollution at all. Yeah. Um, so the stars are just amazing. And even right here in town in, in Allen, I'll, I'll bring up a, a star expert and, um, and talk about mythology in the stars and the, the history so cool. of different cultures. Um, so we, we add a lot of flexibility into that because even, even right here from in town, the stars are amazing. Yeah. 
So true. Um, that whole area, anywhere, Powell, Bryce, I mean, anywhere down there. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you know this, but from what I've heard from yours, it's because of the, the light exposure. Is there's it not is. as much light exposure. And then, like you said, the pollution and everything else, the stars down there are just unreal. Oh, yeah. And and even just the, the scenery, if you were to go to an overlook and, and watch the sunrise, Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so much more amazing because of the lack of light pollution. Now, a lot of people would say, if, you know, if you have, if you have that, the clouds and the, you know, it's overcast, you have a much better sunrise or sunset, but for, from a photographer's perspective, um, it's just different. There's a, there's an aspect of it with the light quality that just makes it wonderful for taking pictures and people will come from all over the world. Um, coral pink sand dunes, like you said, um up at strawberry point and they'll do that just to get a star picture or a picture yeah. of a, a sunrise or sunset they're amazing yeah that's it's unreal it, it is it's just one of those I, I mean i've been going down my whole life i'm 37 years old and it just every time you go into any one of those canyons it just it's still mind-blowing it just totally gives you a different perspective on life it's just unreal oh yeah um, so, all right. So I think that covers it. And again, we can go further into that stuff. I mean, we could spend an hour just on each one of those topics, but, um, going into just, just to touch on Alton a, a little bit more. Um, I always kind of chuckle about it because Alton does have a, a cool little town. Um, I always joke around about, you know, the nightlife and the downtown life and everything <laughs> in Alton, <laughs> but not much of that. <laughs> But there is, there is cool stuff like I, and people probably think I'm morbid for saying this, but for some reason, there's something cool about the, the Alton cemetery. I think just the basics of, it's like that old Western country um, kind of experience. And it does have a peaceful fill up there. It's not like some creepy, um, but I, I just, I mention that because I go up there every time. I actually have a relative that's, uh, that's buried up there, which that's is, right. that's, that's a whole nother story. Um, we can spend an Al- hour on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want to go there. Um, <laughs> but the Alton is like, I always say, and maybe I'm completely off basis on this. People always say it's Mayberry and I don't, maybe that was a different time. I'm not really familiar with Mayberry. I don't know if I'm thinking it was a TV show or it was on Andy Griffith or something. Are you familiar I, with that? I think, I think, I think Mayberry was on Andy Griffith. Okay. So that was the town. Yeah. So it's a lot like that. It's a lot like little house on the prairie. Um, you know, just small town, uh, salt of the earth, best people you'll ever meet. Um, you know, there's a post office there, which is in somebody's house. There's, uh, it's just a great established town. You're not completely off the grid. I mean, our house has got satellite internet. It's got, I mean, heck we've got a hot tub fire pit. It's got everything you'd want, flat screens, all that stuff. Which, you know, maybe that's good or bad, but um, Alton just, it's also one of those small towns that's cool just to get out and just walk the town, like go ride, you know, peacefully and respectfully, you know, ride an ATV around town or a bike or whatever it may be and just enjoy the town, the quiet, literally, like we've said a million times, just the quiet town. The people will actually say hi to you. <laughs> you know, they they oh. probably would even care to get to know you, maybe. Um, just, you know, good people. And you just kind of feel right at home, even though it's your first time there. 
Absolutely. The, the people are amazing. And, and what you were saying about the, the cemetery is so true. I don't think that's weird at all because um, everybody that was, that was buried and laid down in the Alton cemetery are, are those that wanted their, to spend their entire, you know, the existence here. They wanted to be buried yeah. here. Yep. And um, that is the, just a, a history that they wanted to continue. Um, and there are many that still living here that, that feel the same way about it. So it's a, it's a traditional um, atmosphere. It's not your, not your typical cemetery. These are, these are people that have lived here. Their ancestors have been here for you know, 150 years. Yeah. And um, this is where they wanted to be laid to rest. So I think that's a, a beautiful thing. And it's, it's amazing to see the old, the old tombstones up there and to just yeah, walk so through. Cool. And correct me if I'm wrong, but for the most part, Alton, like it's pretty much owned by a, by a family. I mean, we won't go into the dynamics there, but it's pretty much a family ran town, right? I mean, correct. Um, Heat and livestock has been here since the 1850s. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, So thousands of acres around town. That's one of the reasons why Alton is is so set apart is because the family has kept the property um, just, just passed it on and passed it on for so many years and it's kept out and isolated so everything you see around town um is all owned by by pretty much the same family and that's it's been all livestock always has been yeah that's crazy so more Um, cows here than people i guess is the point (laughs) many more so one other thing that i'll just touch on real quick that i think is super cool so there's a million deer like probably literally a million deer around literally But it's cool because you don't, you know, and I, I touch on this too, because most of the people that are probably listening to this, that we invited in are like, what are we going to see down there? Is there going to be bears and alligators and tigers? And, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, no, unfortunately you probably won't see anything, especially in Alton and the places you're going to be going. But one thing that's actually cool is there's literally probably a million deer and you'll see them as you go in and out, especially at night. Oh, but yeah. all of that wildlife, for the most part, stays out of Alton, like out of it the does. town. Now, there's a there's a very large game fence around town, so most of that stays out. Um, yeah, but, so you don't really every... have to worry about any of that stuff. Oh, I no, mean, that's kind no. of no. Absolutely. But but outside of town, um, the deer population here and the wildlife is just amazing. Bald eagles, golden eagles, mm-hmm. hawks. Uh, for those wanting to take photography of wildlife, um a lot of people don't realize the eagle population in southern utah is just it's just huge yeah that's crazy that's cool um all right so that kind of covers a little bit of the the small town life um now i'm i'm going to kind of go off on a side spurt here real quick and just touch base on if you've been invited to our house um kind of what to expect uh, our house is, I think it's about 5,800 square feet, beautiful home. Uh, I already touched on some of the amenities, it's got volleyball, uh, trampoline. Um, it's got everything that you need, hot tub. Uh, it, it's just a really cool place. We've actually got a, a bike track slash ATV track, which we don't really use much anymore because of the liability and everything. But, um, uh that's kind of the details on the house it's all tile it's made for wear and tear obviously if you're going there take care of it <laughs> but it <laughs> it can sleep you know it can sleep 18 to 20 people comfortably um brant actually helps us out a lot with the house the other thing that's cool is if you're going there you know like brant said he's he's a neighbor so he's a resource there um 
and and we do have a lot of resources there in town so it's not like people are just going out in the middle of nowhere and it's like hey good luck you know you're not really roughing it so to speak <laughs> um it's kind of a good way to glamp i would say uh, to go glamping Definitely. but um, so that's kind of the details on our house. You can go see the the pictures online. We've got everything there. Um, obviously, our website's pretty much locked down, but if you've got access to it, you can get in there and see all the details of the house. Um, and then, but other than our house, if somebody was coming in from the outside, um, and I'll let you start on this, Brent, and we'll kind of end with this a little bit. But if if somebody you know is not staying at our house or kind of going out and doing their own thing, where would you recommend they stay? Well, there are a few vacation rentals here in town, some other ones um, that I would recommend. Um, Hidden Valley Camp Cabins is a good out option. And that's, um, that would be the one that I would recommend. I mean, I've stayed there. I know, oh, yeah. you know, we know the, the people that own them. They take great care of them. Uh, that's what I would recommend. I mean, you, you have everything you need. I mean, if you want to go uh, bigger than that and you guys can go online and look it up it's again it's hidden valley cabins probably the best place to find those is on airbnb right absolutely and they're they're probably the most affordable especially yeah. for this, especially for this area so for long-term stays where you you don't necessarily need a palace they're fantastic mm-hmm. and then if they do want something bigger they've got the lodges in town rent out as well mm-hmm. right the larger yep there's there's heat and lodge and then um Clint Heaton in town has a vacation rental. It's a decent sized home. I believe has a capacity for about seven or eight guests. Um, the Heaton family lodge that has, well, that can hold, I'll bet you that can hold 15 or 20. So there are some options, some options. Um, it's a little bit expensive, but there's some, there's some options like that. And then some overflow options. Yeah. So, but with that, the numbers that you're talking about, I mean, you could have a family go in and split up the cost or Oh yeah. Well have a family team. stay at the lodge and then some at hidden you know, if you wanted to, I what would you say if somebody wanted to come in and do like a family reunion? Is that something you'd even recommend? Oh, I definitely. Um there's a local park here in town, right in the middle of town, um, where you know, you can you can have there's a area you can have activities and and uh, the town really welcomes people to come in and just have their own activities in the park. So there's that. And um, so many vacation rental options in town. It's, it's amazing. So something you, you have to, to plan well in advance, but I think for, for a group, you know, 15 to 30 people, there are definitely some more options. Cool. Well, and you've always got Airbnb. I mean, if not, you can look up stuff you know, on Airbnb and see other options. But I, I would definitely recommend if you're going to go to Southern Utah, go down um, and you needed a place to rent, uh, I would do Hidden Valley Cabins or the lodges down there. And those are all on Airbnb, right? I know we talked about Hidden Valley already, but um, the lodges, I think, are also on Airbnb, right? Oh, yeah, they are. The Airbnb has become so success- successful in, in reaching out to people worldwide that um, I believe that every cabin now, it wasn't always this way, but every cabin in, in out now and every lodge is now listed on Airbnb. Wow. Cool. Well, I think we've gone on long enough. I think we've kind of covered at least the basics. At least I hope we have. Hopefully we're, we're providing value for anybody that's looking to experience Southern Utah or Alton in particular, which is again, what I'd recommend, but anything else you want to add Brent that you can think of that, would help people out just in the basics of Southern Utah or Alton. 
and not much that wouldn't send me off on a tangent because I could talk forever. But <laughs> um, just like to reiterate a little bit on what we talked about, just be prepared and and uh, be prepared to relax. So the yeah. more prepared you are, then the more relaxing your stay is. You want your stay out here um, as limited as it is to to be time spent at the parks and doing those activities. And then I'll leave it in the notes here and when I post it so people can see it. But don't be afraid to reach out to us at experienceutah.net. Um, or to Brant, what, what would you recommend if somebody wanted to reach out to you, Brant, what's the best way? Oh, best way is to give me a call or text, but I, but I answer emails pretty quickly. The, the biggest issue is if I'm out on a tour or an activity, then, then I can't often make a phone call, but I can text an email, um, just about any time. So, yeah. um, And we can connect it with Brant as well. So if you want to email us info at experienceutah.net or go to the website, shoot us a message. I mean, We'll probably end up referring to Brant regardless. <laughs> well, there, but, there have been plenty of times I've been up there sitting on the couch just, just going over activities. So I'm yeah, always happy yeah. to do it and to meet new people. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate your time, Brant. Um, hopefully we can do this again and go deeper on maybe one subject and go from there. So, But I, I really appreciate your time. Appreciate all you do for us and, and the value you add to, to us and the people that come visit. Sounds good. I appreciate you for having me, Ty. Yeah, no problem. We'll see you. All right, guys. Bye.